fright rags, horror apparel, and accessories. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, then Fright Rags is the place for you. Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003. Officially licensed collections, including fan favorites such as Halloween, The Evil Dead, Creepshow, and tons more. No matter what type of horror you are into, Fright Rags has you covered head to toe. Offering a wide range of exclusive products from your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Metal Hand of God listeners get 10% off when they use the code MHOG10 at the checkout. So don't miss out on your favorite horror apparel and accessories you can only get from Fright Rags. That's fright-rags.com. And remember, use MHOG10 at the checkout for 10% off your purchase at frightrags.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast, Ain't You Rome. I am your host, Wayne, and of course you know that fella over there as the most annoying co-host ever. Wayne Barris. No, I'm um, Rum Guy. I forgot my name. Oh, man. And today we have an extremely cool guest, an awesome guy, Mr. Benjamin Scrivens. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going good, man. Thank you for coming on. I think it's pretty awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, definitely my pleasure. So, Ben, so for for these people out here who who are sitting there going, "Who the fuck is Benjamin Scrivens?" Right? Who's this guy? Let them know who you are, so that way people know what's going on. Why we asked you on the show? So, I am the owner, creator, founder of Fright Rags, uh, fright-rags.com, and we make um, officially licensed horror apparel and accessories. And I've been doing it since two thousand three. So it's, wow. it's been a, it's been a while now. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's who I am. That's pretty awesome, dude. That's a long time to be doing something. Yeah, it really is. It's, I mean, it's definitely the longest job I've ever had. So, <laughs> um, and I still haven't been fired, which is really great. Wow. So, uh, well, it's always good that it. you don't get fired when you're the boss. Well, he's sleeping. Yeah, he, he's sleeping with the boss. That's why. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worked his way up the ladder and he looks right. at himself in the morning exactly. and goes i am awesome <laughs> so w- when you started this man like did you did you think it was gonna you know expand this big no i mean no i mean when i first started it it was purely out of a labor of love and just because i wanted to create something and i remember when i Right shortly after I first started, it was within a few months, my sister introduced me to, well, who's my accountant now, but it was uh, to, to take a, to, just to talk about taxes and stuff. Right. Um, just because I want to make sure I was doing everything right. And he had mentioned something about, well, when you become profitable. And I was like, and that, that was the first moment. I'm like, what do you mean become profitable? Like, it was like when you're making more money than you're, you're spending. I'm like, you're well, spending. yeah, but I'm just doing this for fun. And I never really thought of it as a business at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, I never thought I would get to where we are now. That's so awesome, man. And, you know, it's a really cool thing, too, because, you know, you started out as doing this as, as like you said, a labor of love. And then you just kind of like, wow, now I don't have to really work for anybody else but myself. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, I, I've 
I feel like I don't have a job, but yet I've worked. This is the hardest <laughs> I've ever worked in my life. Like it, it's weird. Like I, I've never done anything so crazy and intense just because there's so many things going on, you know? Right. Um, but, but just, I've never literally worked this hard on something, but yet it still feels like I don't have a real job. It's just weird. when, when, it's I've, so when cool. I, I've had businesses over the years, and um, whenever you work for yourself, you always work harder than if, – if you think it's going to be easy, you should own your own business. Right. Absolutely. That's what it is. 100%. I mean because you will work like most of a 24-hour day. And you're, while you're sleeping, you're thinking about what you got to do the next oh, yeah. day. It's oh, it's always everything gets filtered through freight rags, you know. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's very rare. There's a moment where something is not on my mind, you know, and it just could be even seemingly random, but it's still about the business. Well, tell us the fairy tale of of <laughs> you were there, you were sitting with a group of really cool hip people. Uh, that, I'm, I'm painting the picture for you. You just in, insert how it happened. I mean, you're sitting there, very cool hip people, drinking. Like Cosmos and drinking Guinness at a pub that naked was also what naked whatever you do, and you were sitting there and you're like, I'm gonna make T-shirts. No, or was it more? Were you having a conversation about like like pop culture things? How 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 did this come about? I mean, I'm curious how this idea just popped in your head. You just wake up on a Saturday and go, Hey, I'm making T-shirts. Fuck, Fuck it, let's do it. Well, I was sitting in my apartment clothed. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good. That's good. Alone and probably drinking beer. Um, nice. Okay. Nice. No, basically, um, can't be perfect. All these, I know. All these things that came together um, in 2003. It was that summer, and um, I was living with my girlfriend at the time, who who's now my wife. Um, awesome. But we were living together, and it was just an apartment, but. Uh, so we didn't have kids yet. We weren't married. We didn't have a house. So we had a lot of extra time, if you will. You know, we, okay. we both worked full time. And then, you know, after work, you know, there weren't all these other responsibilities. So I just I I liked my job, what I was doing. I was a graphic designer um, for a laptop at a company. And it was a really I mean, I was like the third person in the company. So I got to get my hands into a lot of wow, stuff, product cool. photography and website and, and print collateral and things. But cool. but I, I've always been a creative person and I've, I've just wanted to express myself somehow artistically um which is why i went into graphic design but and anyway i would spend a lot of my time online and i would be on these horror message boards this is of course before let alone you know facebook and instagram let alone you know myspace and <laughs> right. friendster or whatever else so i would be on these message boards talking to people and i would find these people that made really cool collectibles like like uh jason masks and freddy gloves and things like that and i just it just inspired me and i befriended um Someone by the name of Justin Mabry, who ran uh, Night Owl Forums. He's better known now for one of the co-founders of Trick or Treat Studios. Oh, nice. And Whoa. he and I just became really good friends. And we talked for hours and hours and hours on the phone. And I shared with him a couple ideas that I had that I thought were f cool. Because at the time, I really wanted to create something. And I, I, I couldn't make masks or Freddy gloves in my apartment. you know. And I just wasn't sure what to do. But I've always liked weird, quirky T-shirts. And I've never really owned Same. a horror T-shirt. I think I had a, a a Michael Myers shirt from like Anchor Bay, like some sort of uh, promotional thing that they did with the release right, of the VHS or something. Normally, you'd so, you'd only be able to get two or three characters anyway. You wouldn't be able to get some of the really cool stuff like uh, like the creep show things and things like that because they never made yeah it. they didn't it, make it yeah exactly. And at the time when I had thought of this idea of doing something I'm like maybe I could do shirts, I had some screen printing experience at least to know enough how to set up files and things. And I've done it myself physically, but again, that wasn't going to be, I couldn't do that in my apartment. So I'd have to have right. someone do that. So I was coming up with ideas and I'm like, why don't I ever, why haven't I ever bought horror t-shirts? And the only company at the time that was really doing it online was rotten cotton. And right. yeah. I, you know, I liked what Sean was doing, but it wasn't what I would personally wear. So I came up, with these ideas and like what if it were a little more graphic looking and you know in terms of just like a, almost like a logo as opposed to like like a drawing or whatever um and then i made up this idea ww hockey mask d you know what would jason do nice. and i thought that was because at the time that was the big what would jesus do craze yeah. I, thought I would wear right. that shirt so anyway i showed my friend justin he's like dude you should i'm gonna post these on my message board and people start this is the first time i'd shown anybody else aside from a couple friends and that was it and all these people that I knew on the message board were like, oh, it's so great. I'd buy it as a shirt, you know. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I set up the files. And I, I, I remember it was 20 shirts per design. There was three designs. There was a Michael Myers, a Jason, and then what would Jason do? And 
it was going to cost me like $10 a shirt to order them online. And I ended up, I was sitting there at work and I had them all in the cart, 20, 20, um, 20 of each shirt. That was like 600 bucks. Yeah. You're like, I don't, wow, I'm going to spend a lot of money on this. Yeah. And you know, I, I was, you know, we were saving for a wedding and, and I didn't know how I was going to pay it back. You know, I wasn't thinking of profits and things. Right. So sure. I, I just remember hitting click and then it was, I think, Labor Day weekend of um, 2003. I came up with uh, the name, the domain, the I hand-coded the site and then plugged in PayPal and all that stuff. And as of that following Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll never forget it. Joe Scringe was the first person to buy a shirt. He was one of the guys in the message boards. I'll never forget him. He lived in California. And, it, you know, 15 bucks for I don't know how much for shipping. And the orders came in. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, and then the rest is history. But what it did is it proved to me that other people, it was connection. Right. And it right. Really, I, I got connected with somebody through something that I created. And it just. It's it, a good feeling, isn't it? It's an amazing feeling. And, and it, it's, you know, it, it's not, I don't know. I've never had that experience quite like that before. So I just, I almost didn't care if orders were coming in or not, I just kept working on it because yeah. I loved it. You know, and, yeah. that, and that's kind of like how we feel with this show is like, like, you know, in all honesty, we would have never been like, if we didn't have this show, we'd never probably would have never met you, you know, or, or any of the people that we've spoken to and have connections with and are now friends with and who come back on the show because they like us. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, we've built, we, we call it the MHOG family. It's like a whole, like, network of people from horror directors to you know like uh regular directors Actors, and musicians bands. you know you name yeah. it you name it they're our friends and they all hang out and talk to us you know so it's 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 really cool to have connections with people like that you know yeah and it's so much easier to do nowadays i think oh, you yeah. forget and maybe they don't remember you know back in 2003 you know again there was no social media it was harder to just plop up an e-commerce site. It wasn't like it is today. Um, right. You know, and even the, you know, I know there were conventions, you know, going around, but they weren't a ton of them and they weren't all the time and they weren't podcasts and stuff. So I think these days it's just the, the, the idea of that you can connect someone so easily with what you like is, I mean, it's so easy right. to do it now. Yeah. And, and it, it's such a nice thing to be able to find people that want to connect and create fun, positive connections instead yeah. of, bickering and nasty connections if you yeah, know what I mean. I mean absolutely. I mean a lot of times you know uh, and and as you know I, we all feel this way sometimes that the the internet can be a downfall it can be the bad the bad guy oh, of the God, situations yeah. and stuff but yeah. you know, when it comes to when people use it correctly and people people are being creative and they want to they want to express and they want to but express positive things I think it's it's always a great venue for that i mean you you were you were talking about um some of the originals you're talking you, you mentioned myspace you mentioned friendster mm-hmm. i mean there's there's people listening to this show right now who are going what the hell is that <laughs> right like, Go they, don't even, they have no my, idea what that my shit accounts is are still active people Go check it out. <laughs> yeah my, you know it's bizarre our, our mhog uh myspace is still up it's yeah, it's, wow. yeah. it's pretty funny. My Rags one is too it's pretty yeah. funny yeah. man i go look have at it like at what it the no nah, not in a long time man Okay, on my personal one, I have something like, and I don't, you know, it was weird with MySpace. You could, you could do uh, your top friends all of a sudden, and shit. Your top friends. All of a sudden, I go oh back and God. check my MySpace. Like about three months ago, I have like ninety thousand followers. Yeah, I know. On I MySpace. know. <laughs> the same with my personal one too. I was like, Jesus Christ! I didn't know people and, were and still the cool, on there. Yeah, and the cool thing is that you could, because MySpace actually was purchased by Justin Timberlake and a few yeah. other people. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they still use it as like a, uh, a a spot for musicians to meet musicians. But uh, there there was uh, things that were cool with that those those applications like little little templates you could put on little radio things and different face plates mm, and stuff right. and things. I have a, a musical playlist still up on there that people are going and listening <laughs> oh, to. That's like, awesome. Who, who is going to MySpace? Some guy in like Abu Dhabi or Siberia <laughs> that has like a, a fucking 1983 Tandy computer. That's the only sites he can get to now. <laughs> but I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, the, the media sites are, are, when they're done right, work well. And I think uh, like things like MySpace and uh, Meta Cafe and places like that, and Instagram and Twitter and stuff, I, I think those are the, 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 the new. I 
uh, things. I mean, but I mean, they're 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 changing so much. They get bought up. They get renamed. It's the same stuff yeah. with a different algorithm and stuff like that. So I mean, you really, as 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 we said earlier, you really have to keep up on it. And your your hobbies and your passions become a twenty four hour job. Like I really think that they are good for a lot of things, but as of late, like within the last. In the last year, it's been so much bullshit on those things now that it's it's hard to even just look at stuff. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, but I get I can get I can get married to four different people right now from Thailand. Well, I know you can. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But it's just it, it's crazy, man. Like like the the yeah. with all the you know craziness that goes we don't we but, we try not to talk about any of that stuff on here. You know, because we don't. We don't want to be like impartial, impartial. Yeah. We're the Sweden of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're the Sweden of podcasts, but we're, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You you have to put everything together. We say with an Allen wrench. That's what it means. (laughs) (laughs) Metric or uh, American? Uh, Metric. Metric, of course. American, you know, whatever. Yeah, we're into the imports. But I mean, you said you were uh, dating your girlfriend at a time who is now your wife. That Mm -hmm. must have been, uh, she stuck with you. That's through that passion and through that. She did. That, that's yeah, awesome. She did. Yeah. And, and you know, I also have to say, like, I was working my full time job for five years before I ever quit it. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, incredibly supportive. I mean, she's been because, I mean, it's the long hours and all these things. And, sure. Um, but it was, you know, there was it was still something gradual, you know. And yeah. But I, I will say that when I did quit my full time job, we had just had our first child and. You know, it was like, what, you know, hopefully I'm doing this. All right. You know, I wasn't sure, but um, I had actually saved up six, six months of income prior to that. So I, we, we nice. had a cushion, but um, yeah, it was, so it was still scary, but yeah, it's luckily it's been a little bit of a gradual process as opposed to just like quitting my job. But you, did a, you did it right though. You saved up, you planned ahead. I think that's, that's good. A lot of people don't do that. Well, it's funny because I, I had a friend that asked me. This was I remember it was like July of 2007. He's like, "Well, can't you quit now? Like, don't you make enough money to quit your full time job?" And I said, "I don't know. I have no idea." Because I would have all my fright rags money go into a separate account, and sure. then um, I remember thinking, I, "I don't really. I, you know, I just kept buying shirts and making designs and buying shirts." So I said, "You know what I'm going to do?" At the time, online savings rates were five percent interest, which was insane. Um, so I created an account at a bank that was not even related to anything else that I have personally. And I just had money automatically withdrawn from my Fright Regs account to that account every week. That was the same amount of my regular paycheck. Hmm. Cause I want oh, to okay, see what that's smart. So I just kept going and I didn't, I cut up the debit card for that account. I didn't want to think about it. I just wanted to just keep doing what I was doing. And I kept working, kept doing Fright Rags. And it was like six months later, I was like, wait a minute. I don't. I haven't had to touch that money, so I had six months of income building interest, and I uh, took a part-time job as a graphic designer. It was actually a, it was a junior position, wow. and I was like, I'll take it. I don't care because it's like twenty hours a week, and at least that was something to something. transition yeah. into sure. this full time. And I ended up staying there three months because I was like, I'm too busy. I have to go. And they were extremely, you know, pre- you know, supportive, but uh. Yeah, it was crazy. I, it was only about three, three or four months, and I, I just had to quit. And that was August of two thousand eight, and I haven't looked back since. Wow! Oh, man. that's awesome, man. So I know, I know, a lot of your stuff is is licensed, and I, is mm-hmm. it is it a pain in the ass to get the licenses? I'm just asking. I just had a curiosity. Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, like it, it runs the gamut. Some licenses I was after for many years, many many years, and finally got them. Some licenses came to us. You know, they called us up and Very asked cool. us if, if we wanted to, to work with the property, which is awesome. Um, and then there's just some that, you know, you had to negotiate or, or honestly, you know, people ask us, oh, do the shirt and do the shirt or do this property. And like, I would love to, but they are asking a ridiculous amount of money that's not right. even remotely worth it. Right. You know, and right. there's so many factors involved. Or, you know, I was just I was just actually earlier today talking to um a company about a movie and it was like yeah we have that but we literally can only use the title and the poster you cannot do anything else with this wow and i'm telling you right now it's a popular title that we've been looking at for many years and hmm. i'm like i don't i can't a pay what you want me to pay to do literally 
the logo Nothing. and the poster, right. and that's it. I wouldn't mind doing those, but I don't want to only do those. And I'm it Blair Witch. What's that? <laughs> was it Blair Witch? No, those people are assholes. No, we've done Blair Witch. Um, <laughs> no, we, we've 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 got the license for Blair Witch. We put out uh, a couple collections, and we were able. We can't use their likenesses. Um, oh, okay. Use the people's likeness, but we can we can get around it certainly. They just use blank. Cool. Well, she, it's, wasn't, it's just she a, wasn't really a looker anyway. It's so just a cool. blank. <laughs> it's just a blank shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, a, just a dude standing in the corner. That's or, or, exactly. or like a blurry picture because the camera's moving. That'd be great. You know, on the back it says, "Where's the map?" Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's in they the river. The <sighs> oh my gosh! No, but that's that's really cool though. I mean, I, I would imagine because we talked to uh, Wayne. What was the gentleman's name from uh, Funko? Oh God! Uh, uh, I'm putting you Reese. on the spot because I cannot Reese. remember. This. Yes, Reese. Reese. Uh, he he was talking about some of the weirdest licensing things he had to deal with, and he said yeah, uh, he's the, I was curious if it was the, the same director. for you because it was like, yeah. He was the art director for Funko, and he said that sometimes these most obscure properties have the hardest license. <laughs> yes, it is so true. There's, we. I remember it was about three years ago. We signed a big deal with Lionsgate, and okay. oh, at awesome. the time, nobody else had been doing the, any of the Vestron properties, like the Gate or Chopping oh, Mall or yes. uh, Wishmaster and Waxburg. So, um, I was really excited. You know, was, we got a bundle of titles in addition to the popular ones like Saw and um, right. Blair, Blair Witch was under that too. So, anyway, we we I'm like I can't wait to dig into these Vestron tiles, and they had just I think recently acquired the Vestron catalog. I don't remember how how recent, but <clears throat> they basically came back to us after we signed the deal, after we paid them <laughs> a large sum of money, and they're like, "Yeah, you can here's a here's a list of all your properties from Vestron and what you can do with them." And literally, they're even for the gate. They're like, "We don't even know if you can use the poster art." So I'm like, "What am I going to do? Type the gate on a T-shirt like?" That's like, what am I, bullshit. What am I going to do? And I was I was pissed. So we had to there was like these negotiations and, and other things happening for like eight months until we finally were able to get them because they didn't know what they had. That's the problem. These companies get gobbled up by companies that get gobbled up by companies. So when Lionsgate acquires the Vestron catalog, right. they aside from the the home movie rights and things, they don't know what they have in terms of merch rights and those contracts thirty plus years ago never really included likeness but if they it was really weird and mm. the last thing any of these studios want is to get sued right you know right so they don't want to assume that you can just do it you know because if it then anything comes back it's coming back to them so right. so we're basically what ended up happening is we negotiated or, or with the lawyer there to sign a document that basically absolved them from any you know, wrongdoing. So if the someone who who designed the, the gate poster wanted to sue them because they let us use it, they would be absolved from that and it would go to us. Gotcha. And I know for a fact that, you know, things like key art and things like that, that's all work for hire. That's all owned by the studio or person who owns the film. So right. we were totally fine with taking that risk because we knew it was low. Um Especially because a lot of those actors didn't have those types of rights in their contracts back then, because there was no merchandising for that stuff aside from yeah. the bigger, bigger properties. So anyway, you know, we we did it and we were able to use likenesses and stuff. Basically, you know, because we wanted to make sure, you know, we we had to tell Lionsgate they wouldn't get sued. Um, but uh, and it hasn't happened, and that's good. And you know, we're pretty much done with a lot of those properties anyway. But it gets crazy. It's really crazy, especially with the obscure ones. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's like, what? Then what are we gonna do with this? That's not even worth it. Like, and it sucks because it's we want to put good stuff out, and we know the fans are out there. Right, right. Especially with uh, there's a lot of new uh, with with things that are going on in the world with uh, with movies and a lot of movie theaters closing down. But the upsurge that we have talked about a couple times on the show before, the upsurge now of the the day of the drive-in movie theater is really coming back. There's yeah. actually a bunch of movie th drive-in movie theaters coming across each of the states because. You know the new thing with social distancing, and plus, I think it's great because it's, it's bringing a resurge into a culture that that died. It really died off. People don't know about drive-ins anymore. They don't know about the the movie, the the the, the camaraderie, the the car, the car culture was also so much a part of that. You know, and mm -hmm. but they showed some of the most bizarre movies and some of the coolest horror Love movies them. up on those screens. That you know, and it's a great opportunity to jump on that bandwagon right now. And I was just thinking, you said mentioned Lionsgate and. Um, 
I'm going to drop a name, Wayne. I'm going to drop Max. Oh, yeah, Max yeah. Kirchie. Max Kirchie. Max uh, Kirchie, he's got, uh, yeah, director. He's got with Lionsgate. Yeah. yeah, director. And he has done some amazing films like uh, like Hellbilly, uh, Mayday, Night Shift. He's got a brand new one coming out that we can't mention right now, right, yeah, but he's yeah. got a brand new one coming out. Really uh, nice Hellinger. guy. Really, really nice dude. He's a, um, I forget where he said he was from. Italy? He's from Italy. Yeah. Yeah, but he lives in Los Angeles right yeah, now. Yeah. No, no Las Max- Vegas. Well, no, he, he he lives in L.A. He films in Vegas, I think, uh, a lot. Whichever. Either know. or, it doesn't really matter. But he's from one of, he's he's one, one of those guy. shows. He just got signed with Lionsgate. So, nice. uh, but uh, there's somebody to look into because he's he's done a massive amount of <laughs> horror movies. And he's got a great vision when it comes to stuff like that because he's with a lot of uh, these directors uh, that do the classic type of like we were talking about those those type of movies that would appear great on a uh, drive-in movie screen yeah. those those kind of classic 70s 80s stuff like the gate type you of know? things so i uh, just um yeah man uh, the the licensing has got to be a crazy pain in the uh, ass crazy part crazy pain in the ass it really yeah. does and I, yeah it is it's, and, and plus you know there's there's Reports that have to be given to them every quarter. There's uh, forecasts. There's, you know, we have to put sure. them all in our our business insurance. Um, wow. Uh, it, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot that goes to it for sure. Uh, we have a um, we have a buddy that uh, that draws for IDW, and nice. and he draw he does the Ghostbuster comics. Like uh, he does uh, uh, the covers and stuff for him. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he he always talks to me about you know doing uh licenses and stuff he says it's a pain in the ass man because he deals with it too with trying to do some stuff but, but yeah. then, i can imagine not on your scale costing though. a lot i mean do, do you remember the first the first t-shirt you really the first property you licensed yeah, well yeah i mean it's the very it's funny the very very first one i ever did which was the first in sort well we i always did some sort of licensing but of course not like we do today but the very first title pain in the ass or, one. yeah well no oh, the first pain in the ass one yeah oh 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 i'm trying to the, well. the first one where you went the first time that you went why am i doing oh, this? Fuck, this, is, <laughs> this is like gonna be harder than i thought oh it, well you know what one of the well let's see it's interesting because every deal we've signed, especially over the last 10 or so years when we've gotten it way more into licensing, each one comes with a share of challenges that you just build off from. It's like building blocks. Okay. It's like like the first one I got that had insurance. And I was like, oh, what is all this? I have to put them on my insurance. And then like there was another one where I was like, you have to do this. I'm like, oh, what's this now? So And then like the third one would have had the first two and then a new thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. It just keeps building on each other. It's like it's like a mini boss and mini boss at the other right. level. Like, right. Oh, what the hell? Um, interesting. I'm trying to think the first one. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that can be challenging with licensing is likenesses. Mm-hmm. Not just getting them at all, you know, in terms of actually having the rights to them, but when actors have to approve their oh. likeness. Oh. oh, that's and, weird. I never thought about that. Yes. Yeah, so when there are certain cases where the actors do have in their contract the ability to approve anything with their face on it, there will be. So when you sign a deal for a movie, a lot of times what will happen is they have a folder of approved assets. And this could include anything from the film logo to the movie poster to various screenshots of the movie to whatever. It can even be uh, artwork they developed internally, like Ghostbusters has an internal um, asset of all these patterns and other things they've built that you can just literally take and put on a shirt or make pants out of or whatever. Wow. Um, Or like you do like we do is we make our own. Yeah. So in the case of a likeness, sometimes the actors say, "Okay, these these images are you can use them in whatever way you want to. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just, no, you have to put literally the full color image on a shirt or. Sometimes you can cut their face out as long as you're not altering it too much. And they don't have to have approval on that. But if you do anything original, again, most of the stuff we do, you have to get their approval on their face. Damn. And that can take a long time. That can get really picky. Um, I don't want to name any names, but there was <laughs> one person that I was a little uh, – it disappointed me. Um, and it really wasn't a big movie that we were doing, and it wasn't a huge celebrity but it was someone I liked. Yeah, and gotcha. He, there were two people on the shirt. One person was like, "Yep, that's cool," 
And the other person would constantly send it back with these smallest tweaks. And it had like seven lawyers on the, you know, uh, Oh my fuck. gosh. And it was just, and I don't listen, maybe he had a clue that I don't know. I'm not saying that he was doing it to be aggressive. I'm just, it was just, I'm like, Oh my God, what am I dealing here? And it was just, it was the smallest thing. Like to be fair, the, the, the main change was needed. I agree. And, and it looks better for it. But then I've had instances where people have written paragraphs for the smallest detail. I mean, I'm, I can be pretty detail oriented, but I'm like, whoa, are you talking about this two pixel point right, here? Right. That's not even going to show up on the T-shirt. I'm sorry. Like, it's gone. So anyway, I, I don't want to get into specifics because it can be hard, but that, right, that we sure. had challenges can, like that with people's faces. Awkward silence if it was um, uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh come on, man! I would like to do some blade. Shirts. I was about that to say blade blade shirts would be great, man. That would be cool. Yeah, always bet on black coochie coo motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. That is my favorite line ever in any Wesley Snipes movie. Is when he's looking at the dog and he goes coochie coo motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, who so good. who the fuck thinks of that? Right? Like I mean, come yeah. on. Like, really? Jesus Christ. That's good times. Well, this is, uh, you, you must, uh, I mean, for the amount of stuff that you put out, is, is your, do I call it a workshop? Do I call it a facility? Do I call it a, a creative space? Is, is it a, a large area that you have to do all this stuff in? I mean, um, well, right now I call it home because we've been home for the last three months. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. No, all right, Mr. Mr. Specific. Okay. Uh-huh, there you go. Mm-hmm. No, um, <laughs> So yeah, we have a we have an office and warehouse in downtown Rochester, New York. Um, nice. So it's actually the old city morgue. Oh, um, dude, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't planned. That was not by design. That was not something where I thought, oh, it would be cool to be in a horror, you know, like a morgue. Real quick story on that: we were outgrowing our office. This was in 2013, um, and I was looking for a place. I didn't want it to be too like generic but i wasn't you know i needed something in my price range for sure um but this place kept coming up on my search and um you know i would i would look into it but it was way too expensive so then i was like screw it i gotta see this place because it looks awesome well anyway it was is amazing it was in the pictures and it was a great part of town and just everything clicked and the and the landlord the owner said well it also used to be the old city morgue and i was like oh my god um had to have it but (laughs) i said no initially and we ended up negotiating and it's funny enough the landlord and i knew each other from years before and not knowing it because we had lunch together with at that part-time job that i was a graphic designer at we had had lunch together because he was a photographer on one of the books we were working that's so So weird weird like worlds colliding right but um anyway yeah, we work in a warehouse. So so we have a warehouse that houses all of our items because we ship them ourselves. We don't use any third-party shipping awesome. you know, facility. And then upstairs, there's offices. And, and there's seven of us, um, Jess and Heather. That is weird. What's that? What was Nothing. that? Oh, sorry. Oh. Um, nope. yeah, there, so there's Jess and Heather and Liz downstairs in the warehouse. And then Kimmy and Tansky and I are up in the offices. And then Joe is our um, main uh, lead designer, uh, not just for T-shirts and things, but mostly for like web and 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 email and newsletters and things like that. He um, he works out of his house about forty five minutes away from here. So, you know, most of the time, I mean, again, since COVID, we've all been working from home, with the exception of Jess and Heather splitting shifts in the warehouse um, to keep orders being shipped out. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's actually a great space. Um, I think our warehouse is like fifty two hundred square feet, and nice. then I think our office is around That's a thousand. That's good size. Yeah, it's decent size, and and the thing is, you know, sometimes we it's over full, like way, way, way too cramped. But that's usually around fourth quarter when we're doing the most of our business, and I don't want to expand and get more space just to house stuff that won't sell. So you know, it's kind of it's nice right. to have certain limitations. Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, is that? It, how? I mean, how do you do it? Do you do you, do you produce based on orders, or do you produce so much ahead of time? it's pre-order. it's a little of both i mean it's it's hard because we want to have the stuff in stock so when you place an order it will go out right away and okay. we really like that and so we do make things ahead of time however there are times that we need to 
for whatever reason, whether we want to gauge interest or it's just going to be a limited amount or whatever, we decide, which is different for every time we do this, we do a, a, a timed pre-order so that you can order you know, in advance and we can gauge demand and then order extras for the site later. It's a bit of a mix. Lately, though, with COVID, um, we have a pretty good handle on our numbers that we should we should print ahead of time. But it's been thrown out the window because we keep selling out of everything we've been releasing like right away. And oh, usually wow, that's good thing. over maybe a, a day or two or even a weekend and we'll have to reprint. But this has been like they're gone and we have to just print another order, which is a good problem to have. And our printers are right down the street from us. We work very closely with our, our the company that prints our shirts and they're literally two miles away. So oh, that's great. It's nice. actually nice to have that, too. Um, well, that's, it's a good location then for, definitely for, for convenience for you and for for uh, you know keeping things moving along for you. It would be different if your printers were in another state or another yeah. township or whatever. I mean, it makes it a lot better for you if they're that close. Yeah, it does. I mean, we still do you know some things overseas and we have to plan for that. But yeah, having the bulk of what we sell, t-shirts being right. And I can get r- right over there to look on the press to see what they're looking like. So we have to make any tweaks. We can do that right there. Well, is there, is there any difference in uh, – do you see any difference in orders – that are U.S.-based to orders, is there any taste difference from when you have overseas orders to U.S. orders? I mean, mm. if, 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 you know what I mean? Is there, is there a specific, <laughs> is there a specific thing like you that. see that are like, well, yeah, this has got to be going there because they're the only ones that ever order this. I, I'm sorry. No, I've never, I mean, to be fair, I don't, it's rare that I look at individual orders, you know what I mean? Like, I'll look at what mm-hmm. we're doing business-wise across, you know, states or countries and stuff, but in terms of individual orders, no. But, I will say just from what I can glean from social media and other things that I think it's there's very similar tastes across the board. I mean, there are some extremely diehard Halloween fans in the UK, just like there are here. You know what I mean? Like, I think something that's that's really popular is going to be really popular with everybody. But, yeah, there's I mean, there's going to be differences. And I'm sure there's probably some I'm sure I could probably track that down and say, oh, we sell I don't know more hammer horror to UK or something like that. I don't know. Right. Um, it'd be interesting to find out though. Um, well, what's your, Oh, I was oh, going to say, what was the, I was going to ask him what was like the most, uh, obscure, uh, title that you've ever printed. I was Ooh. going there. That's, that's funny. That's the exactly most what I was obscure. Ask. Well, I, okay. I would say this is maybe it's not obscure. I think it is. Um, splatter university was, uh, okay. Yeah. It is kind of weird. Because I, I, I forgot who it was. There was someone I knew that we had licensed through. I think it was ISC or something. And, and he had contacted me. He said, hey, this guy owns this movie called Splatter University. He wants to know if you'd be interested. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> not a lot of people like that movie. And right. it showed by how the fact that we didn't sell a lot of shirts. And, you know, we brought <laughs> it back like twice. Um, so, yeah, it was it was disappointing. And, again, I don't. I don't know that I would consider it the most obscure, but at the same time, oh, I'll tell you one. Oh my God, it was. Um, oh, tell me it was, was Tammy Nick and the T Rex. What's that? <laughs> tell me it was Tammy and the T Rex. Oh no, but that movie is wild. I saw that for the first time not too long ago. Wow. I just I just ordered I, it. I just ordered that on DVD, man. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, no. Pay the ghost. Pay the ghost. Pay the ghost. Yeah, well, you've never heard familiar. of it, right? No, it sounds familiar. It shouldn't. Um, basically, we were okay. We were uh, licensing some other properties, and I forgot okay. what they were. I think it was like Human Centipede and some other things. And the guys like, "What about this movie, Pay the Ghost?" And it was coming out that year. And I think it, we we're talking maybe 2014. I think I don't remember exactly the year. And I'm like, what is a Nick Cage movie? And they're like, well, it's coming out this fall or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I saw the trailer. I think I even watched part of the movie. They sent me a screen. It was on Netflix. Was it? I think so. So basically I was like, I, I don't really want it. And they're like, no, we're giving it to you. And we want you to do a shirt. I'm like, they were just giving it to me. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So I had Joe put together this. It actually looked like a really cool design, but it, unless you knew the movie, you know, you wouldn't know what it was. Right. And we put it out, and I, I'm telling you, if we sold ten shirts that entire run, we 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 were lucky. I'm like, it just did nothing. I mean, we didn't make that many either because we knew it wasn't going to sell. So that was a weird one. 
Well, that's I think I think with a shirt that says "Pay the Ghost" would just be fun to have. The, right. You know, even if you didn't know the movie, just for the the, the graphics well, and that's the, what and we should have done. We should we didn't have. I don't even think we had the title on it. To be honest with you. Okay. But you're right. We should have just literally put put "Pay the Ghost" on there and maybe had like a ghost with a little handout. You know. Yeah. And you know what? We should have just done that. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have approved it, but I bet that would have sold. Probably would have. Man, that's 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 hysterical, man. That's, that's yeah, so weird 2015. Thing, that movie came out. 2015. That's that's. Was I, it? I, yeah, that's. I, right. I have to find this movie and watch it because it's called "Paid the Ghost" and it just looks terrible. Yeah, it's not really that good. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know anything about well, you you know you'll probably learn eventually that that Wayne watches a lot of no good. I okay. I, I watch well, right up your alley. I I like to watch movies, and my problem this is my problem. If the movie is terrible, I won't turn it off. Mm. Like I will sit through the whole movie just uh, just the, for that glimmer of hope it. that it, <laughs> that'll be good, you know. And I've sat I've sat through some pretty bad shit, but um, I don't know. Nick Cage has been putting out some movies, man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Color out of space, man. Yeah, I mean one of one of his best ones is uh, Ghost Rider Two. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful work right there. I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I gotta watch that. You gotta watch that oh, one. Oh, it's actually Come better on. than the first one. It's almost oh, nice. It, it's almost as good as Coochie Coo, motherfucker. I'm just telling you, <laughs> telling you. <laughs> Almost. It's, it's good. Well, you know, Ghost Rider, and there's a army of demons, and it's it's amazing. It's it's good. It's good. Good stuff. Definitely good stuff. But that's that's really cool, man. Well, uh, do you do anything uh, since you're based? Uh, your your uh, warehouse and stuff is there out of New York. Uh, anything with uh, like uh, the trauma? Oh, I mean, we've we've done trauma before. Um, I know Lloyd, and we've done Toxic mm-hmm. Avenger and uh, that Father's Day movie they put out with Astron Six. Very and cool. Yeah, a few other things over the years. We haven't worked together recently. Um, just hasn't really fit in our schedule. But I would I wouldn't mind going back to Toxie at some point. Yeah, there's yeah, some, sure there's some great properties there, like Sucker the Vampire, and and all those fun shirts you yeah. know, that are. Yeah, or there's properties that would that would look great on shirts. But they, I mean, but was, the problem he, is, he would they be profitable? A, an icon in that injury or in that yeah. industry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, I mean, I would love to have some of those. You know, those weird titles. You know, like the frogs or whatever they put out. But yeah, did, but would would he make these shirts and only sell one? That's the problem. Yeah. You know, you guys well, are profitable. That's the thing. When you sign a, a license, generally you're you're putting up an advance against royalties and. You know, that can be quite expensive. And, and sometimes it's like if I, you know, put up a certain amount of money, am I going to be able to make that in royalties right. during the life of this license? And, and yeah, I don't have a crystal ball to tell me yes or no for sure, but you got to kind of go with your gut. And there's been times I've signed things that I thought were going to do amazingly well and they crap the bed. There's things that I've signed that I I was like, I want to do this because it's a passion of mine, but it's never going to make any money. And we're, you know, we're not going to lose a ton of money. And boom, it's like gone crazy. Wow, garbage pail kid that's movie, so huh? Cool. Yeah, garbage pail <laughs> kid does good. That's a great. That's a great license. It is. I love working with those guys. Yeah, it's a big license, man. I we actually know one. Actually, one of the guys that does a, a little segment on our show. He draws for them. He does. Uh, he draws for tops. In the, oh, who is it? Uh, his name's Matt Steffens. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. He does. He does some of the stuff for them. Um, <clears throat> it's weird. It's 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 just a weird how uh, like we were talking about uh, meeting people in, in, yeah. in the creative areas and stuff that you you know all the small world stuff. You 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 know you you're meeting people, you're talking to people, and how those those people somehow sometimes cross paths yeah. later on down the line. It's so neat, super super cool. Well, what uh, has has the uh, I I don't know has has this whole thing other than not being able to all be at the same. Uh, facility and stuff at the same time has the uh the covid affected you guys a lot i mean has it has it hindered anything or have you just changed and gone into the new normal type of situation uh it's a little bit of both i mean we were actually up uh 60 during this time period from, from wow. last year at this time awesome and- so, Do you think it's because more people sitting at home shopping? or I mean, I, I think so. I mean, because it's, it's not just one thing or two things. It's, like, consistent. So I feel like it, it's an anomaly in that sense. You know, we were already trending uh, to beat last year anyway, but by 60%. I mean, you know, for a business that's to a grow jump. 60% in three months, that's, that's insane. Um, it is. So 
you know, I, I would I would imagine it's got to be attributed to COVID in some fashion. Well, I guess we'll see next year. But um, so, so yeah. would it be safe to say that uh, that you're for the pandemic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's weird sidebar, but like I. I was thinking about it earlier because my wife's a research scientist and she was never really impacted by it and she was considered essential anyway. So she would go in and she could do some of her work from home, but mostly she had to go in. And, you know, obviously I run my own business and things. And at very first I was worried because I had no idea what was going to happen. And we just, of course, we wanted to stay safe. So we all started working from home with the exception of Jess and Heather who decided to split shifts so they wouldn't be in the warehouse at the time. And it just, like, it just went crazy and weirdly enough aside from the that that's being a hindrance in the sense that you know we're up so much in business but we're we're down shipping wise for the amount we can get down in a day that's been the biggest hassle right now um but i was talking to my wife earlier i'm like honestly like our schedules were jam-packed with the kids and i was traveling a lot and she had to travel and it was all the stuff first six months of the year we're just going to be like ships in the night you know seeing each other right right and it just put everything on literal pause. And again, I, I, I feel awful for anybody who was affected by it, lost their job, died, you know, family members. I mean, it's, it's not a good thing at all. Right. And obviously the health essential workers doing their amazing job, just helping people. But just in terms of my own personal life, you know, if I reflect on just that, it's like, it's been actually great. <laughs> like, I mean, and I, it's, I know that sounds really up to say i don't mean that the pandemic's great i just mean no no i know because mean, everything I, was literally I, put on pause <laughs> i'm like my schedule just got wiped clean and then being able to just you know hang out on a saturday in my house without having to worry about doing all this right. other stuff that i couldn't get done don't, don't worry man don't worry we're not going to have you on here after the creative editing and going i love the pandemic it's it was great <laughs> it did me so good I like watching people die. Oh, what the oh, hell? No. <laughs> In fact, we have no, we have shirts we, we have shirts have, coming have you out that into say the mask thing yet. Have you have you started doing any fright uh, fright rags masks? Okay, so y- yes and no. Well, here's the deal. At very first, I was like, "There's no way I'm doing masks. I'm not going to do it. That just seems like it's profiting off of some some horrible thing. There's no way." And that right. It's weird because in the, in that stage, it was, you know, you should probably wear a mask when you're out. And, and, you know, it was sort of, it still wasn't what we would consider what it is right now. Yeah. And then over right. the course of literally six weeks, it went from maybe you should wear a mask to fashion accessory. Yes. Like, exactly. Printed ones and un, tons of unlicensed horror ones, just in that, but I mean, just tons of, of masks, regardless, Etsy and blah, 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 and this. So, then I started going, okay, since we're going to be doing this for a while and, you know, people are buying them, why don't we make them and still donate some of the proceeds to, um, I think we chose MedShare, which which delivers um, PPE to, to healthcare workers and things. Very cool. Nice. So, Very nice. And there's a, so there's a charitable component there because I do want to support the reason why we're in this anyway, you know, I wouldn't right, be making right. face masks. I mean, if you asked me in January, if I'd be making face masks, I'd be like, no. So I'm only doing it because of what happened. So I might as well get back to, to help right. some of that, you know? So <laughs> anyway, we had to add it to our licenses. So we're, we're going to be releasing some in July, basically. That's cool. Oh, very cool. Because, because it should be right in line with what they're saying is the next spike. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's coming. Uh, they, they were talking about that today on the news talking about in, uh, in July uh, and into the normal flu season, we should be starting to see a spike up into October. October. Oh, yeah, wonderful. So that's crap. But uh, here's here's another question on along those lines: Are you going? Uh, do you have design aspects in mind? I mean, are you gonna? You're not going to be producing any masks that have like blood splatter on it because that might frighten, you know, the people at the hospital. I'd buy that. You know, right. like if like your, your nurse is walking around with oh. this mask, blood splatter all over it, and they're like, "Hey, can I get you anything?" Respect, ah! respect. You know, whatever. No, um. we 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 have um. So we, we were able to sign it with uh, three of our licenses. So that's another thing. So yeah, we want to do face masks, but we can't just do them. Like even though we have the rights to say Halloween three, it doesn't mean we can mm. just say, "Hey, Universal, making face masks now." When you when you sign a deal, you sign for specific categories. And if that gotcha. and if, if you want to add a category. 
um, you have to negotiate that to amend it to your license, and that usually comes with additional advance money. Sure. So it's not as easy as just doing it because we have the rights to Halloween shirts. We can't just run and do Halloween masks. So I right. thought of a couple of the easier studios and people to work with, um, and I just emailed them and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, and, we, and Joe came up with some designs, and we ended up um, adding it to three of our licenses. So we've got two masks per uh, title, so there's going to be six masks coming out, probably, maybe four, but we're hoping for the six to come out um, early July. That's very cool. Oh, is it, uh, what was a couple of, I, I think of masks, I think of horrors, you know, you think of the normal ones like like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff, but I'm thinking of stuff like Dr. Giggles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be uh, yeah. You know, that's how you got the blue mask, but it's a Dr. Mm-hmm. Giggles mask and then yeah. stuff like that. It's just cool stuff like that I think would be kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I never really gave that much thought either. But uh, you'd have to amend all that stuff. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is a it is a, a, a I think a, a good move to do so because as you said, these masks have now become such fashion the most fashion fashion thing. <laughs> yeah. Fashion, yeah things. I mean, uh, I've got I've got ten of them. Oh, um, wow. And I, and I, I wear the um, I do I don't do the normal ones. I've got the uh, like the professional like I ride a motorcycle, so I've got. Uh, the uh, the neck gaiters with the oh yeah yeah like with those. the the stuff yeah with those in them because those work out really well and uh, so I wear those a lot uh, but uh, you know it's it's a good time to get involved with it uh, and if uh, you know it, it seems weird to to try to make a buck on it but if you don't do it somebody else yep. is going to do it yes yeah. sir. I work. I work yeah, as you know, a, a veterinary like technician. I, said, I feel like it's so pervasive now across everything that it doesn't seem weird to do it. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What were you saying, Wayne? Oh, I was just saying. It's like I, I work in kind of like the medical field because I, I, I'm a vet tech, so I I, oh, have, wow. I have to wear. You know, we've we've. I actually had the the virus, and uh, we were shut down for like a month and a half. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, it was me and two other people at work. We actually had it. And, um, uh, so we were shut down for a while and then my boss started, you know, back up and we went and started working there, but we have to wear, you know, masks all day long, like all day long. So it's, it's, it's rough. It's interesting because, you know, you go from having to wear them just for surgeries and stuff to having to wear them 24 hours, you know, the whole time you're at work, 14 Mm -hmm. hour shifts. Well, here, here. Here's an interesting note, uh, just on a side note, because I I just traveled from North Carolina uh, here to uh, Florida uh, for my for uh, to deal with some stuff with my my parents. Um, But it's uh, as we were driving through the crossing the state line, uh, they had this whole I was like, what are they doing over here at this way station? It's right on the state line. Well, now to get into the state of Florida, it's I-95 is backed up the whole way. Because they can only test, they're testing three cars at a time, oh temperature God. and swabbing, wow. just to get into the state of Florida because things here are getting so bad. Yeah, it's getting wow. it's, it's getting bizarre out there, man. Because like, and then the, I want to say the governor or whatever he said he's not closing. Like he said, no. He said, I don't care. I'm not going to shut things down. And I'm like, all right. Today they just said. The state of Florida, on average, new cases per day is forty-eight hundred. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. my god. Per That's day. Crazy. Because it's summer, and because it's Florida, mm-hmm. and because, you know, as much as we want to believe that everything in our mind it's summer, it's normal. It isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 have a wonderful tendency as Americans to think um, we can turn things on and off like a light switch, and it, it it's a nice. You know, ignorance is is sometimes bliss, but it right. can be very deadly at times. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I I I'd, and, I'd uh, really like to think that uh, since I since I had it, I, I won't be able to catch it again. That'd be nice. But uh, my I, favorite thing is when they, when they wear the know. masks around here, and it's not over their nose; it's just over their chin. No, that's mouth. so stupid. Oh my like, god, Wayne! You should be inoculated for a little while, though. That that'll that'll. I don't know how long because they don't know how long, but usually you're you're good for a while. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> And the new inoculation is coming from. Uh, they said this on the news today. Cows. They have uh, the uh, CDC and the USDA have put these. This is messed up. This is like sounds like a science horror movie. They have put human DNA 
into cows. So, hey, man, some people love. Oh, never mind, I'm not going to say that. That's terrible. No, it's, it's, it's a different type. Of- <laughs> some 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 backwoods guys put a lot of DNA in some cows, or or, or uh, oh, ma- you know, maybe no, some it's, it's sheep. Either into their immune system, and man. now they're able to extract the cow's blood and refine it, and that is going to be part of the new test trials on humans to see how it works as a vaccine for COVID-19. Hmm. So <laughs> quite bizarre. I was like, that was on freaking news. I was sitting in the doctor's office today. I'm going, Oh, that's great. We're making mutant cows. Now we're going to, you know, <laughs> 10 years from now, we're going to have cows walking on two legs, looking like some kind of yeah. satanic movie. Like sub dude. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Move <laughs> over. <laughs> really? You went there? That's I did. Funny. I did. Uh, that's, that's great. So Ben, out of curiosity, man, we've been talking nothing about like just all what you do, you know, your your business and stuff like that. What do you do for fun, man? Um, what do you I like work to do? Horror t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. You know, it's funny. It, it, it's weird, and it, I don't know. I, I always go back to like working something on the business, but for fun, um, I like a lot of things. I like. Um, Playing my Long guitar. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. Uh, playing guitar since I was in high school. Um, oh. And uh, I like hanging out, having cigars and bourbon, and, and that's good. I like watching movies. I'm pretty simple. You know, I go on, I like going on my bike and just riding for miles yeah. um, and exercise and things like that. So that's pretty much nice. what I do in whatever spare time I have. What, what's what's, stop, what's your... stop exercising. It's a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Which 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 your genre of music, man? What's that? What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, I mean, I love so many things. I mean, it, it's like like being schizophrenic on my on my phone when <laughs> yeah. I open my music app. But I, I mean, one of my absolute favorite genres, if I had to narrow it down, um, blues. I've always been a blues nice. fan. Um, Very nice. One of the things I love about guitar, and uh, so I'm definitely probably as a genre probably more blues, and then hard rock and and you know i had two older brothers so i grew up in the 80s listening to their metal records so it starts there you know but i found my own like you know way i I, in getting into like pink floyd and even the ramones the ramones are my absolutely favorite band of all time awesome um so it's very diverse i just if if i hear something and i like it i don't care what genre it is i'm gonna if it makes me stop and go whoa then it's right i don't i don't even care who's singing it doesn't matter to me it's just about whatever it makes me feel so so how do you how do you feel about music today like do you feel Mm. that music today as is as a whole is as uh uh soulful i guess or or as meaningful as the songs of say you know 15 20 years ago i think i'm gonna say yes and here's why because there is an infinite amount of music today you know we're not we're not bound by what the charts are even though there's still charts but i mean when i was a kid growing up listening to casey Kasem or whatever i knew it was the top 40 right um and we're not so bound by that because no one's listening to radio anymore i mean the closest maybe would be my wife listening to sirius xm she likes to listen to the alternative station things like that and it's funny because i would start listening to it for a while and realize that almost all the songs sounded very similar they were all doing a similar thing and then like six months later it would shift to something else and all the music at that time was this new thing and but i think there's so many people making music today and there's so many ways to find them on soundcloud and spotify and other things i think there's probably just incredible music being being made right now but if you look at the top of the charts or the that's what i was thinking popular yeah i don't know because i don't listen to it like I literally, I don't think I'd heard of Justin Bieber's song for like 15 <laughs> years or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Really? Because Wayne, listen- Wayne, sing him something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Because I know all those. <laughs> so it, it's weird. Like for me, again, I, you know, new, the, I don't listen to a ton of new music, but like Angels and Airwaves is one of my favorite bands. I love them. Um, nice. So that's just whenever something new comes out for them, I'll get it. Or if it's any other bands I like, but I'm not usually listening to newer music. It's mostly a lot of just old stuff, not just rock, but just tons of different in, old things, whether it's general. old blues or yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh, in all of your spare time that you have, uh, <laughs> what was the last concert you saw? Oh, there you go. Oh, last concert. Um, let me think for one second here. Sure, take it down. 
Um, because I, I was trying to think last year. There was a I went the Wiggles. Like, the Wiggles. <laughs> it could have been. Can't imagine it went far this far back. It could have been Rob Zombie. Nice. Oh well. Okay. I took there you that go. was that That's... was that was a like August of 2018, and I know yeah. I went to something in last year. I just can't remember what I saw. I took um, my oh, son to see Rob Zombie. I know what it was. It was Kiss in September. Oh, nice. In New York, oh, cool. there yeah. You go. No, I, cool. I I took my four year old to go see uh, Rob Zombie. Actually, it was funny. Oh, that's awesome! And then and then um, my my, my four year old's favorite like one of his favorite songs was um, oh god, it's a Ramon song. I can't think of it offhand. Um, Blitzkrieg uh, Bop. Yes, loves yeah. it. Loves it. Right. That's and Rob Zombie played it. Yes. And he looked at me and like you, you never should see like a little four year old kids like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's playing it for you, dude. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a great experience. Yeah, it was super cool. And then uh, his next, let's see, his first concert was Coheed in Cambria. Then oh, he nice. went. Then he went to see Zombie, and then I took him to go see another one of his favorite bands, which is Guar. Damn that that kid's, <laughs> and he's not even five yet, dude. My first concert, I was ten, and I saw the Monkees. Yeah, my first concert, I was I was ten as well, and my first one was Jethro Tull. Ooh, that's yeah. awesome! My dad took me to see Jethro Tull at. It, they played at the uh, uh, the Audubon Zoo over here in New Orleans, and 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 uh, he took me there to see that. And my second concert was Iron Maiden. Oh, that was my uh, actually that was technically my third concert. My second one was Rush, and then I saw Iron Maiden Fear the Dark tour. I was right nice. at the uh, front of the stage. I saw I saw yeah. him for Seventh Son. That's when I saw him. You know, I, saw, I take I take the kids I take the kids to go see concerts too. You don't have kids. The parents call. Well, the parents call and say that I've kidnapped them. So I just it's so bizarre. I, I'm just trying to help them out. Yeah, he's like, you need culture. to see some. You need to see some music. Yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a big component of bringing my son to stuff. And like, what's really cool is uh, we got to meet a couple of the guys from Guar at a. Uh, at a uh, convention over here in New Orleans, and because we were we had a table right next to them, and uh, my wife was actually taking she's a photographer and she was actually taking their photos for them, and so we talked to them for a few minutes and uh, in full costume, we got one of the guys to FaceTime my son on the phone. Oh my god! And he was he had the biggest grin, dude. He was like. And the, and the guy was going, now listen to me. You got to eat your vegetables and be a good oh kid. It was, it, was the coolest, so dude, it was the coolest shit in the world, man. <laughs> Those oh, guys are awesome. Great. Those guys are awesome. So but. you said you're a dad, right? Yes. I have two children. My daughter will be 14 this year. And my son. Oh, my gosh. Turning, yeah. And my son's turning 11 in two months. What, what did you have them when you were like five? I was gonna say, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, damn, dude, I didn't think, you know, that's. No, I'm turning, I'm turning 43 this year. So. Oh, nice. Okay, oh, there you All go. Right. All right. But, so, uh, so you, yeah, it's you're not much up, old, younger than us. What's that? I said we're all about the same age, so that's good. Okay, that's cool. good. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, that's its own challenge for sure. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, I, I, bet, I mean, dude. you know, raising raising kids is one thing. I'm sure raising girls is interesting. You know, it's funny, like my daughter, I don't know, it's because she's the oldest or whatever. She's incredibly smart and mature. Um, so, yeah, obviously she has her moments like any kid does, but she's the one that's very responsible. I mean, she'll make breakfast. She does the dishes like she clean, like she'll do. Th- I mean, she gets paid to do the chores, but I mean, some of them <laughs> um, like my son does. But uh, like she'll just come up, and make her own, like she'll make pancakes one Sunday morning just for everybody or, you that's know, cool. she's just very, she's you know i'm sure it's like a good kid she's an amazing kid and uh my son's a great kid too but he's the one that is just constant with everything (laughs) (laughs) arguing he's a a guy he's a guy that's what we do you remember they're gonna butt heads with you man come on you know yeah he's a boy but you know it's he's a great kid too and he loves his Fortnite and running around and playing you know well i think it's 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 cool because uh you need more kids in the world like that it sounds like because it's they're coming up in a crazy world, and they've got oh, God, you know, yeah. they've got a lot of decisions to make, and it's going to be a. Hopefully, they can do one better than we've done. I hope so, you know. And it's it's one of those things as a parent, you you know. I feel like I have another twenty years before if I know I might have done a good job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, pretty pretty much. It's just, it's just like um, I think maybe by the time they're in thirty, I will I'll get a good idea of where we're at. <laughs> but we'll see. 
Uh, I'm sure there's some interesting adventures coming your way as they get older, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to think about it. My yeah. hair's going has, gray. Has, has the uh, <laughs> has the uh, has the uh, the idea of uh, dating, dating and, and, and fun stuff like that come up yet? Uh, a, li- a little bit. Like, I know. <laughs> a little bit. You're just getting there, aren't you? Well, I know there was a boy that likes my daughter. That's what I heard yesterday. Mm. So that's interesting. Oh, boy. So, but, <laughs> oh, the daddy gene kicks in. Yeah. I'm like, where does he live? Um, but <laughs> he, you know, and that's just something cute or whatever. But she's got a good head on her shoulders, you know, so good I don't. I'm not too worried about her but i you know time will tell who knows what's gonna happen yeah, look, look, so man. far she's got a really good head on her shoulders so one, i'm not too worried about it one one of the most my favorite lines i've ever heard in my entire life was and i tell this to some of the girls at work because they have daughters and mm-hmm. i always tell them i said look i have a son i only have to worry about one penis you <laughs> have to worry about all of them yes <laughs> That's and it's 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 like it's so true, man. It's so freaking true. Yeah. Thanks for making it weird, way. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know that's what I do, and I'm proud of it. That's how I go. That's what that's that's where. Well, but that's that, that's why I always think I always think the the, the girls in the family are always going to be smarter than the guys in yes. the family. I don't mean anything against your son. I know he's probably a very smart. He's going to mm-hmm. be grow up great. But I think the ladies always are going to have us beat. Yeah, because yeah. they got to deal with us. I agree. You know, and I uh, and good for them because they 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 need to keep on their toes. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, for sure. yeah, I don't I don't I really don't have the problem. I don't I don't have kids. I don't have uh, I've got uh, fuzzy kids with four feet. <laughs> um, but uh, that's pretty much where I where I stop. They're you know, but uh, I like kids. I li- I like getting them hopped up on sugar and giving them back. That's right. always fun. That's I've got I got a niece. I like I like to to spoil her a bit and you know get her in trouble. And other people's kids. I gave. Ooh, I gave a, a friend of uh, my wife's uh, kid. I gave him. Uh, I convinced him that chocolate-covered espresso beans were magic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was giving him chocolate-covered espresso beans every time he did something good. And by the time he went home, he was up for like almost seventy-two hours, just running all over the place. Oh it was my awesome. god, that's hilarious, dude! They are magic. But, they uh, kept him awake. That's right. They yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, dude, but, uh, you know, man, good time. it was awesome to finally get to talk to you, actually, and have you on the show and stuff. And uh, um, if you, anybody out there hasn't heard the commercial already, it's at the beginning of our show. Go back and listen to it. Um, but before we get out of here, make sure you tell these people again where they can find your stuff. You can go right to our site, um, fright-rags.com, has the hyphen in there. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, at Fright Rags as well. So, awesome. dude, like I said, it was great having you on the show, man. You, you have you, you have to yeah, come back. You have to come back and just we can just bullshit sure. about more stuff, dude. Absolutely. It was just fun, you know. It was just fun sure. to have you on. Um, but with that said, I was your host Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember to keep it, keep it, keep it. That's it. Get the-